and welcome all to the DFS Today podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. I am your host, Mike LaFemina. Today, we will be reviewing my week five cash game lineup. What went right? What went wrong? What would I do again if I could go back in time and just reflect on the week that was? Then later in the show, we will look ahead to the week six main slate. Do a little bit of a live reaction to the pricing that DraftKings has presented us with and the new puzzle we will need to put together. Before we get to that, I do want to do a little promo for Sports Ethos. If you do not already have it, I highly recommend you get the DFS Pass, which will get you access to our Discord, which is being updated on a daily basis with news and nuggets and plays by myself, also by Keith Cork, and a fun community with all the other users. That is only $5 per month. Or if you'd like to bundle and get everything that Sports Ethos has to offer, I would recommend the Ethos 360 package for only $22 per month. It gets you access to the DFS Pass, all the fantasy sports passes, MLB, NBA, NFL, the Wager Pass, and also with basketball season rapidly approaching the Brewski 150 rankings. Moving on now. So, week five was not my finest work. Not only in results, but process-wise as well. The elephant in the room, of course, was not playing Jamar Chase at $7,900. Now, I'm not being reactionary to the final output by Chase, who absolutely went off for 15 catches, 192 yards, three touchdowns, gets the 100 receiving yard bonus for a total of 55.2 DraftKings points. What I'm upset with myself about is that it was such an obvious play, such an obvious play, and I just let the recency bias get to me. I let the Joe Burrow calf not looking great in weeks one through four get to me, and I chose to ignore the obvious value that was staring me in the face. More on that in a bit. Let's review the actual lineup that went out. First, I paid up for quarterback this week and went with Jalen Hurts at $8,000, who got 31.32 DraftKings points. David Montgomery at $6,600 for 23.9 DraftKings points. Devin Achain at $6,100 for 25.5 DraftKings points. Justin Jefferson 
5.8 DraftKings points. Tyler Boyd, 4,500 at 9.9 DraftKings points. Wandell Robinson was the minimum, $3,000 for 6.9 points. At tight end, I went with Sam Laporta at 19.7 points. Marquise Brown in the flex for 16.1 DraftKings points. And the Titans defense with a whopping one point to round out everything for a total of 140 points. The head-to-head record for the week was 17-33 and for a 34% win rate, bringing the year-to-date record to 127-93-1 at a win rate of 57%. Now, what were the decisions that went into this week? First, what to do at quarterback. I typically pay down for quarterback, pay down at tight end, pay as little as possible at defense and special teams. This week, however, was a little bit of a different animal as we saw some value pop up with the injury to Amon Ross St. Brown. He was going to be out. This left a viable option of Josh Reynolds at 4,200, Khalif Raymond at 3,300. We had the T. Higgins injury, ascending Josh, or excuse me, Tyler Boyd into the wide receiver two role for the Bengals, being priced at only $4,500. We also saw the emergence of Jonu Smith in Atlanta's offense. So he was an option at 2,900 at the tight end position. And just a few mispricings, like Wandell Robinson being only the minimum after an increased workload in week four. That was a stone cold lock for me in cash this week as well as David Montgomery once it became clear that Jameer Gibbs was not going to play. I was heavily considering David Montgomery regardless of the status, but Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown being ruled out made Montgomery an auto-click at 6,600. But back to quarterback. So with that, all that value, I decided to pay up for Jalen Hurts. I was also considering Patrick Mahomes. But all things being equal, only a $200 price difference between the two. Similar point totals in game environments. I decided to go with Hurts for the rushing upside. Um, And it's just a little more clear about what Hurts is going to be doing in this offense. Not to say that Mahomes is a bad play, but we're really picking nits, right? When we're getting to deciding who's going into the lineup. As I mentioned, the rushing upside for Hertz, we know what they're going to do when they get near the goal line. It's going to be the brotherly shove, the tush push, whatever you decide to call it. 
and Jalen Hurts is going to end up with a rushing touchdown, which he did in this game. And I just thought the Rams were more capable of keeping up with the Eagles in this contest. Uh, The Vikings have disaster potential every week. But that led me on to Hertz. At running back, oh, I also consider Josh Dobbs, I should point out, at 5,200. Too cheap for his production. Now, it ended up not being a great game for Dobbs, and I dodged a bullet. But that's, I think that's being a little results-oriented, but Obviously, when it comes to Dobbs, there's a lot of risk involved. Um, so it's kind of, it kind of worked out that the value popped up and we were able to pay up for quarterback. I briefly considered Anthony Richardson as well, but my worst fears came to fruition of the possibility of him getting injured seems to be at a higher risk than other quarterbacks given his rushing nature. Uh, more willing to rush on a regular basis. And I reserved him for my tournament plays, which obviously did not work out well, considering he did leave with an injury once again in this game. Moving on to running back, as I mentioned, Montgomery was a lock of all locks at 6,600. The role, the game environment, the matchup, the price, It was just a match made in heaven. And then from there, I went Devon Achan at 6,100. Now, Achan is not the typical cash game running back, right? There were volume concerns. In week four, he only got eight carries, but still put up over 100 yards and found the end zone twice with some work in the passing game as well. The matchup was just too good to resist. The upside was just too good to resist. I wouldn't have faulted you for playing Mixon at 6,400, given his workload in also a juicy game environment going against the Arizona Cardinals. I even also considered Brees Hall strictly for the matchup, and for the price at $5,400. Granted, he ended up going off, and we did see actually see an increased workload for him. But I was a little skeptical that we would actually see that come to fruition, and we would actually see the Brees Hall show. So once again, I relegated Brees Hall to tournaments only and kept HN in the cash lineup. The next big decision was what to do at wide receiver. I spent up for Justin Jefferson at 9,400. The first decision there was Jefferson versus Tyreek. As I stated on the pod with Keith on Friday night, I, I leaned Jefferson in cash games just because the floor is higher for Tyreek Hill. Uh, Excuse me, Justin Jefferson over Tyreek Hill. Now that didn't pan out this week as Jefferson did suffer a hamstring 
hamstring injury and missed most of the second half and only got three catches for 28 yards before exiting. Before that, though, the lowest DraftKings point total that Jefferson had put up was 26 points and just was obviously going to be in a trailing game script against the Chiefs within, in an offense that just throws the hell out of the ball already to begin with. Now Tyreek certainly has the upside to match or even exceed Jefferson, which he did hit in this game against the Giants. But he also has a much lower floor, as we've seen, with point totals of 10 and 15 in two of the past three weeks. So I was okay with that decision, even though it didn't work out this week. I'm not going to, if I had to make that decision, again, I would make the Jefferson decision 10 times out of 10. Now, you could argue that you could have faded both Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. And gone with Jamar Chase at 7,900. And I wouldn't have faulted you for that. For going for a little more balanced approach. Possibly trying to get Kelsey in that tight end. But I opted not to play Jamar Chase. Again, I lamented the fact. And if you saw me on Twitter lamenting myself for what a bad play this was. Not playing him I was worried about Joe Burrow I was scared off of the Bengals offense and you just can't play like that you have to be ready to pounce on the opportunity when it presents itself I thought that Tyler Boyd would fill in the T Higgins role more than we more than he did we have seen him do that In previous iterations of T. Higgins being out. Now it is to be noted that Tyler Boyd did have a touchdown called back due to penalty. But nevertheless, that does not change the process that went into it. Now how could I have gotten to chase with Jefferson already in the lineup? By dropping down Laporta. To the likes of a Johnu Smith or a Kyle Pitts at 29 or 3300. Now Kyle Pitts was probably a little too crazy for my taste in cash, and we've seen the role of Johnu Smith really increase, and he's been practically the tight end one in Atlanta. Now they both saw a decent workload this week. Um. Six catches, 67 yards for Janu. He did have a fumble. But 11.7 DraftKings point for Janu at 2,900 is more than serviceable. More than serviceable, especially at tight end. This week was a little bit of an anomaly at tight end. We saw a lot of big performances from the tight ends. Um, I did go Laporta at 5,000, which is a little more than I like. But what really swung me in that direction was Amon Ra, St. Brown being ruled out. The Lions being in a terrific smash spot. 
against the Panthers at home, which we know is where Detroit does their best work. Now, Laporta got there. Two receiving touchdowns for 47 yards, but only on three catches. It really was not the workload I was anticipating for Laporta. Um, again, if I could go back in time, I would have inserted Janu Smith, got a $2,100 savings there, dropped Boyd down to Khalif Raymond for $3,300 and been able to get up to Marquise Brown, or excuse me, Jamar Chase in the Marquise Brown slot. Marquise Brown, again, was admirable. He was fine. 16 DraftKings points for a $5,000 player. Four catches, 61 yards, but what saved his day was the touchdown. Um... I anticipated Arizona being in a trailing game script, which they were. Or even if they weren't, if they were going to be getting ahead of the Bengals. The most likely scenario of them getting ahead of the Bengals would have been due to Marquise Brown. And given his role and his volume that he's been getting, $5,000 was just too cheap for Marquise Brown. And then with the Titans defense, I like to spend as little as possible. Um, Decent matchup against Indy. I did not expect Zach Moss to run run hog wild all over them. Uh, That was a little bit of a shock. One point from them getting the one sack was a little disappointing. Uh, But if I could go back in time, I would not have made a different decision there. That would have been the play. Um, And then Wandell Robinson, as I mentioned, that was a lock at 3,000. Given his role, being the minimum was just outrageous to me. So once again, Hertz was the quarterback. Montgomery and Achan were the running backs. Jefferson, Boyd, and Robinson in the wide receiver slot. Laporta at tight end. Marquise Brown in the flex. And the Titans defense for a grand total of 140 points. Moving on, though, this is what we do. We do a quick review in the of the past. Use this knowledge to be better moving forward. And moving forward, we go into week six. Now, there are only two buys this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. So we don't lose a ton of fantasy goodness there. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, George Pickens. Maybe Calvin Austin, if that's your jam. And then we do have a London game this week. Once again, this week, it is the Titans and the Ravens. So we do lose Lamar Jackson and company. As well as Derek Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. 
So 11 games on the main slate this week. As we open up pricing. Uh, in the main slate, we also do not get Chargers or Cowboys, as that is the Monday night game. Bills and Giants in the Sunday night contest. We once again get Giants in primetime, which is fun for nobody. And we have a Broncos Chiefs contest on Thursday night. So what does that mean? No Kelsey at tight end. Which means it's going to be poo-poo platter of blah. We get no Josh Allen, no Patrick Mahomes, no Justin Herbert, no Dak Prescott, no Daniel Jones, and no Russell Wilson also from the main slate. Pull up DraftKings now. No surprise here. Jalen Hurts at 80. He did get a slight bump to 8,200. Matchup proof going at the New York Jets. Tua getting a home matchup against Carolina at 7,600 is not a bad option at all. Fields gets a $700 price increase to 7,300 at home against Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is next in line there at 7,100 in that same game. Yeah, I'm not going to get there on Cousins. He's a tournament play for cash. He's not going to be in consideration for me. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that yet. Um, To be determined. To be determined. If Justin Jefferson doesn't go, then he's definitely not going to be in consideration Um, We did see a slight improvement, kind of, from the Bears. There was a little life there, but I don't know. Sam Howell just nearly put up 400 yards and multiple touchdowns on them. So I'm not going to rule out Cousins yet. I'm not going to rule out Cousins yet. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at home against Indy, coming off a nice outing against the Bills defense at only $6,500. Goff on the road against Tampa Bay for 6,400. Burrow still only 6,300. That could be a spot if you believe Burrow is back at home against a less than stellar Seattle defense. I know they looked like world beaters against Daniel Jones and the Giants last week. Um, Stafford continues to play well at only 6,100. That's quite a Increase, he was in the mid-fives last week. Gets a home matchup against Arizona. Uh, As far as values go, Gardner Minshew, only $5,000 at Jacksonville. We did get a report that Richardson should be out for a little bit. Um, Mac Jones, absolutely not. Ritter at home against Washington. For 5000 Um he did play well last week. If you want to go there in tournaments, I'm not going to fault you. But for a cash game, I don't see that. Uh, Dobbs did not get a price increase or a decrease. He's at 5200 again. But going on the road against the Rams is probably a no for me. Uh, moving on to running back. 
Christian McCaffrey, obviously the top slated price here at 9,500 going at Cleveland. That should be a great matchup. Uh, Cleveland Browns defense, a little disappointing the last time we saw them. But that was a weird game with DTR being the last minute replacement at quarterback. Uh, then the next running back down the board goes all the way down to 7,400. So quite, if you want McCaffrey this week, you are going to have to make a decision and you are going to have to pay up for him. Um, to be determined on that, Achan is 7,400 at home against Carolina. Now, we did see a report today that he is dealing with a knee issue. So we will have to wait and see on that. DraftKings prices up David Montgomery to 7300 Once again, going to Tampa Bay. Bijan gets a price reduction down to 7200 Travis Etienne at 7100 at home against Indy is certainly appealing. Um, his role has just been absolutely awesome, and it keeps getting better. Preseason darling Tank's. Tank Bigsby is MIA at the moment, um, and for good reason. ETN is just playing incredibly well. Uh, Kamara slowly keeps getting price increase, going to Houston for 6800 Kenneth Walker returned to the main slate, going to Cincinnati for $6,700. Um, Joe Mixon still only 6300 That could be in play. Interesting that Zach Moss is priced up at 6200 while Jonathan Taylor is 6600 I'm going to leave that alone for now until we get some more clarity about what roles are going to be there. Ramon J. Stevenson, as gross as that might be, is only 5400 going against a very fantasy-friendly defense in the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we got Amari DiMicardo as a possible value play here if James Conner is going to miss. He carried 10 times for 45 yards and caught one pass for 12 yards on three targets in fill-in in fill duty for Conner. We have seen De Mercado gets some passing game work in the past couple weeks. He's only at 4,900. Again, tough, tough matchup going to the Rams for the running backs. Um, but if it's going to be the De Mercado show, he may have to be a click there. Um, Miles Sanders is only is all the way down to 5,000. Looking down, nothing as of yet as far as other values. Brees Hall still only 6,000, but gets a really the maybe the toughest matchup for running backs in the league against Philly. Uh, speaking of Philly, DeAndre Swift, only 6,100, could be in consideration. The Jets have been leaky against the run to start the year. Um, and since his breakout week two performance, Swift has not scored less than 16.8 DraftKings points. 
Moving along a little quicker here, wide receiver Hill and Jefferson. Actually, Hill has overtaken Jefferson for the top slot. Uh, we get Cooper Cup priced right back up to 9000 after we see the return of Cooper Cup last week. Jamar Chase gets a nice bump to 8300 Devontae Adams, 8100 is still too cheap. Um, I know Belichick loves to take away the top option, but that could be a smash spot going against J.C. Jackson and crew. Puka Nakua gets $8,000 price tag. His price just keeps going up and up. Uh, good to see him still get a good role. He's earned it, even with Cooper Cup coming back. A.J. Brown at 78. Um, some potential values. Ridley only at 6700 That's pretty fair price. Thielen is still under 6000 considering his volume. Definitely will be in consideration there. Garrett Wilson at 6000 I want to play him so bad, but I, I still don't believe in Zach Wilson. Nico Collins in a potential bounce back spot at only 5600 Christian Kirk, they refuse to pay uh, price up. He's only 5400 Going down the board a little more. Josh Reynolds could be interesting if Amon Ross St. Brown can't come back at 4500 Going down. Josh Downs is still too cheap for the volume he's getting at 4100 So it's a lot of the same the same characters that we have been promoting as value plays. That should do it. Tight end. We expect this to be gross, and it is. Hawkinson at 6600 We may have to pay up for that. TBD. Uh, Laporta gets bumped up to 56 He's getting into icky territory for cash. Tournament's totally fine. Goddard, after his strong performance, 48. That's kind of no man's land. 4,800. That's kind of no man's land for tight ends. Um, going down, Ertz is still only 3,600. Janu Smith is still only 3,400. Noah Fant has had a decent role, and he's 3,000. Um, you know... You could do worse in the three games that he's played this year. 9.6, 8.1, 8.3 DraftKings points. So for 3,000, that's certainly in consideration. Uh, and since he has struggled against the tight end to start the year. Uh, Granson could be in consideration at 2,900. That is Kylan Granson of the Indianapolis Colts. Um He's getting decent amount of targets, but it's still a little shaky there. Uh, Otten at 3,200 would be the other consideration from Tampa Bay. Lastly, defense. We'll just do this real quick. You want to pay up for 49ers going to Cleveland. That's going to cost you 4,000. Raiders all the way up to 3,900. At home against New England, that's kind of surprising. Um, I know it's New England, but it's not exactly like the Raiders are the 86 Bears. Um, going down the board, 
New England attempting 2600, but I'm probably going to stay away from that. Uh, if you want to play into that, you think the Bucks are a good D and that the Lions struggle on the road. They're only 2300. If you believe in the Browns, they're only 2200. Now they're going against the juggernaut that is the 49ers offense. But if there's anyone that could have a chance of stopping them, Cleveland at home may not be a bad option. Uh, Houston at home against New Orleans. I know they put up some points on New England, but Houston's been been feisty on defense. And for 2,900, uh, that is certainly in play. All right, that will do it for the look ahead to week six. And that will do it for this pod. Once again, I thank you all for joining me. Uh, I really enjoy doing these and breaking down my thought process for you all every week. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. That's at MLFM10. And you can find all of my work on sportsethos.com. Looking forward to the week six grind. And hopefully returning back to the green and the profit. Have a great weekend everybody take care